Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Dominican Dimensions, a half-hour of lively discussion about Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective, featuring the friars from St. Patrick Church in Columbus. And now, Dominican Dimensions. Welcome to the Dominican Dimensions, a half-hour of lively discussion about Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective. My name is Father Stephen Alcott, and I'm a friar at St. Patrick Priory in Columbus. Today I'm joined by Father Paul Marich. Let's begin with a prayer to Our Lady. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother, Mother of God, God, pray for, for us sinners, sinners, now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And speaking of Our Lady, today we're going to talk about the confraternity of the Holy Rosary. And we just happen to have with us today the promoter for the confraternity of the Holy Rosary of the province of St. Joseph. So Father Paul, tell us about maybe first what a confraternity is. Right, so a confraternity is an association of the faithful joined together, uh, usually behind some common cause or some common devotion. And there are a number of confraternities in the church there ha- and throughout the, the history of the church, there have been a number of confraternities. So for one example, you could think of the Confraternity of Catholic Doctrine, uh, we know as CCD, right. mm-hmm. uh, was a, a confraternity founded for catechesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, different religious orders have a number of confraternities. So perhaps a number of our listeners, if they've been enrolled in the Brown Scapular of Our Lady of Mount right. Carmel, they're in the confraternity of the Brown Scapular, which is a, mm-hmm. a confraternity that's overseen by the Carmelite order. So in the Dominican order, there are three confraternities that you could say have originated or have come now under the care of the Dominican order. Uh, one is the confraternity of the Holy Name, which I know you've been involved right. with in, in yep. the past. And then mm-hmm. there's the confraternity of the Angelic Warfare, which is devoted to St. Thomas Aquinas and uh, seeking uh, to grow in chastity and under his protection. And then there's the Confraternity of the Holy Rosary, uh, which seeks to promote devotion to the rosary, the praying of the rosary. So a number of our listeners may be aware that we as Dominicans love the rosary. You know, right. We kind of say that it, it's, it's our devotion that the rest of the church <laughs> picked up on, right? But of course, you know, for Dominicans, we, we love the rosary. We, we all wear a rosary on our belt uh, as part of our habit. But when we talk about the confraternity of the Most Holy Rosary, that is, in a way, the official outlet hmm. in which we as Dominican friars promote Our Lady's rosary. And... Well, why am I the promoter? Well, there's actually a history of the confraternity right here at St. Patrick's because uh, the offices for the confraternity uh, for the Eastern Province, the province of St. Joseph, are located at St. Patrick's. So there's, I'm actually following a long line of, of a number of friars who've been at St. Patrick's, going back to uh, Father Andre Joseph Lacoste, who's now pastor over at St. Joseph's in Somerset. He was mm-hmm. promoter for a long time, and um, it's usually a friar here. This is a role that uh, that we take on because our offices are here in Columbus. And the Confraternity of the Holy Rosary, it dates back uh, to around the 15th century, give or take. You had a number of local confraternities devoted to the rosary. So 
as we know it today, though, that only goes back to the late 19th century with uh, Pope Leo Thirteenth. But you did have a number of local uh, confraternities dedicated to the rosary uh, up, at that, up, at that, um, up until that time. One of the famous Dominicans who really promoted the confraternity was Blessed Alan de la Roche, who was uh, a Dominican friar of the 15th century who really helped to promote the rosary. Uh, we, you know, we often, you know, hear stories about Our Lady giving the rosary to St. Dominic, and we, uh, we know that the friars were very much devoted to praying the rosary or to praying some kind of earlier uh, forms mm-hmm. of the rosaries we know today, but it's really with Blessed Alan that we start to see uh, not only the structure of the rosary in a way that we know mm-hmm. it today, but then also the beginnings of the first confraternities dedicated to the rosary. Right. And so for some of those of our listeners who are mm-hmm. familiar with St. Louis de Montfort, right. you know, St. Louis de Montfort draws from Blessed Alan yes. in some of his writings, especially in his book, The right. Secret, Secret of the Rosary. Secret Rosary, yes. So Father Paul, um, mm-hmm. if, a, if a listener is saying to, the, to him or herself, mm-hmm. well, I love the rosary, why do I need a confraternity? Why can't I just pray mm-hmm. the rosary all by myself and, you know, and, and bring these spiritual wreaths of roses to Our Lady? Why mm-hmm. do I need other people to be involved in that? What if I just, because it's like, you know, some people when they pray the rosary, mm-hmm. they like to pray it in common. Some people, it really annoys right. them. They'd rather pray by themselves. <laughs> right, <you know>? right. <laughs> Someone goes too fast or too slow or too loud or too quiet. Right. So with the biggest benefit are really the spiritual benefits of joining the confraternity. So members of the confraternity, when you are enrolled as a member of the confraternity of the Most Holy Rosary, you first of all share in the good works, the spiritual benefits of the Dominican order. Mm-hmm. So there is a way that if you love Dominicans, if you've been drawn to Dominican spirituality, uh, you know, maybe you're not feeling a call to the Dominican laity, you know, or, or to, you know, if one has a, Obviously, those who are called into uh, be members like the friars and the nuns and sisters of the order mm-hmm. uh, who make a, a commitment through religious vows, but there still is another way of being associated with the order, mm-hmm. and that is joining really any three of our confraternities. Right. So it would, the same would be true for if one were to join Angelic Warfare, Holy Name, the, those confraternities. But by joining the confraternity, you share in the spiritual benefits, the good works of the Dominican order. But then you're also praying for the other members of the confraternity, and they're praying for you. So think about this. You have this worldwide confraternity of Catholics devoted to the rosary, praying their rosary, usually every day. Actually, we'll talk about the requirements but uh, for membership, but it's actually not even a daily rosary that's required, although that's highly encouraged. But every time, if you're a member of the confraternity, every time you're praying the rosary, you're praying for all the other members, mm. And all those other members are praying for you. Think of right. the vast graces that you're receiving. And you become part of this, this fellowship of fellow Catholics devoted to the rosary. So that even if you don't like to pray a group rosary, you know, you mm-hmm. maybe prefer more of a, a rosary walk or just something a little quiet uh, right. at home. By joining in, by becoming a member of the confraternity, you are able to still share in, in, a, in a very worldwide group rosary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without all the annoyances of having <laughs> somebody going too slow or too fast. Right. <laughs> wow. So, so what are the requirements of of belonging mm-hmm. to the confraternity? So, a member of the confraternity is required to pray fifteen decades of the rose, 15, to meditate upon 
praying upon 15 mysteries of the rosary a week. So basically praying three five-decade rosaries. So if you already okay. pray the rosary every day, you're already doing more than what is required. Wow. You know, the mm-hmm. in the in the effort to promote the rosary, the you know, the desire of of the order and the requirements were that at the bare minimum you're just praying the joyful, sorrowful, and glorious mysteries. Now, our legislation hasn't been updated to incorporate uh, the luminous mysteries. Of course we do. Mm-hmm. You know, we as friars we pray the luminous mysteries, but you know, we're we're still working with legislation uh, from when the rosary was only 15 decades. And so that right. was why the requirement of you're required to pray 15 decades a week. Uh, right. So uh, for our, any of our listeners out there, you know, if you're praying a daily rosary, you're doing more, you know, you're exceeding what is required. And mm-hmm. so it, it could be a good practice then to consider joining the confraternity because that way you get to then sp- share in the spiritual benefits of the order. You're praying for the other members. They're praying for you. One thing to note, too, is that the requirement for membership to pray those 15 decades a week, that does not bind under sin. So hmm, if right. it's a very busy week or a little hectic and you only get 10... Uh, you don't have to add that to your confession no, list. No, not at all. So. Right. That's good. Wow. So, and, joining so, the, and, and joining the confraternity is uh, very easy. Uh, because you just have to join. You could actually, for our province, you could go on to our confraternity website, www.rosaryconfraternity.org, and you could actually enroll online, uh, mm-hmm. and that'll get you enrolled here at our headquarters for the province here uh, um, at St. Patrick's, uh, and then you'll get some, uh, you know, some materials in the mail, you know, soon after your enrollment about uh, about the requirements uh, for membership. Uh, but that's all it takes to join, or um, there might be opportunities where you know you may have a more solemn enrollment ceremony uh, as mm-hmm. uh, as uh, to become a member. Of course, any Dominican friar can enroll uh, a person into the confraternity. Mm-hmm. Are there are there like smaller groups of confraternity members right. in different places? Yes. Yeah, so one thing that I do in my role as promoter is I actually get a lot of correspondence from. Uh, parish from pastors of parishes throughout our province. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean just Dominicans. I mean these are uh, quite like often diocesan, diocesan priests. Yeah. Because what can what uh, what the confraternity you know, what can be done is that you can have a local charter of the confraternity, mm-hmm. and so all that it takes is that the pastor has to uh, petition. So he petitions me as the promoter to establish the confraternity, and then I do the. Uh, the work to, we have to write a letter, our provincial actually writes the letter to the local bishop requesting this establishment of the confraternity at that parish. And then our Dominican, the provincial council for our Dominican province votes on that, uh, formally establishing Mm -hmm. that local charter. But then what that does is it establishes the confraternity in that parish. It allows the pastor of that parish to be the local director so that he's a, Mm -hmm. he and his successors are able to enroll new members, okay. and you know, I, you may have in in the past or some parishes you've heard of a uh, like a rosary altar society or right. an altar and rosary society. And I remember when I was a kid growing up, the altar and rosary society they were uh, the women of the parish who would do the altar linens and get the altar wine and altar breads ready. And it actually didn't seem to have anything to do with the rosary. Uh, yeah, and I you know I think that's happened in a lot of parishes where uh, it became more of a uh, maybe more of like a sacristy group or a mm-hmm. liturgical uh, goods group. But the, the intention of the Rosary Altar Society in a parish was to have 
this group dedicated to, you know, at the rosary altar. Hmm, you know, a, a parish would have a, ro- a side altar dedicated to the hmm. rosary. Maybe you had some type of artwork that depicted okay. the mysteries of the rosary on there. So I, I think what's good is you know, what I've been seeing in my year as promoter has been this desire of parishes when they're starting the rosary confraternity to also, there's some group um, behind mm-hmm. it right. that wants to pray the rosary regularly. Because it could vary. You could have some parishes where it's just a register where people are you know, enrolled, and by all means they're still members. But then mm-hmm. other parishes I've seen, and, and this is encouraged, where you become in a way a prayer group in the parish. Okay. You know, you're maybe do, praying the rosary with some regularity and uh, trying to encourage it on the local level. So that goes a great way in helping to spread uh, this wonderful devotion to Our Lady. You're listening to The Dominican Dimensions, a half hour of lively discussion about Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective. My name is Father Stephen Alcott, and I'm a friar at St. Patrick Priory in Columbus. Today I'm joined by my confrere, Father Paul Marich, and we've been discussing the confraternity of the Holy Rosary and how not only is this a worldwide spiritual um, fellowship of people that are devoted to Our Lady and the Rosary and who pray for each other and share in the uh, spiritual benefits and indulgences of the Dominican order, but also it can even become uh, a charter in a particular parish where a group of people might, who have devotion to the Rosary might want to pray that. Mm-hmm. How, like, have you had many parishes ask about that recently, Father? Paul? Yes, I, I became a promoter about a year ago, and I don't know the exact number. It's been upwards around, uh, you know, between five and ten. Some I was closing out the uh, the paperwork on that I mm-hmm. um, that I got when I came into the position. But we've been uh, we've been at least every uh, every couple of months when the provincial council meets, we've been sending up a, a charter or two, you know, mm. for them to vote on. So wow. so we've had at least uh, at least five or six have gone through uh, in the last year, and you know, encourage if if any pastors of parishes are listening and you want to help encourage devotion to the rosary uh, uh write to us if you're within our province uh, if you're in another province you know all four dominican provinces in the u.s each have their own promoter of the rosary right, so. right in the and our our eastern dominican province of saint joseph is basically ohio and kentucky and east yeah and all the way up into the north virginia is yeah. the southern line virginia uh, any any place in virginia and then points north so yes. northeast of virginia right ohio and kentucky yep basically mm-hmm. yeah wow so this is a great way i think mm-hmm. i mean the rosie has been very important in my life is that a crucial role in my vocation it was mm-hmm. a, a ccd teacher in different mm-hmm. confraternity right <laughs> yeah <laughs> who encouraged us in middle school to pray the rosary and uh, my grandmother had given me a rosary and, and a wonderful prayer book by Father Patrick Payton. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and that was the, really the beginning of my own mm-hmm. spiritual life, um, other than just praying with my family, right. you know, and of course going right. to Mass. So, so, yeah, the rosary can be a powerful prayer, and, and, and it makes sense, certainly, to, to not only think of it as something that's just purely individual, but something that is really united um, to the rest of the church, and which is really, which kind of gets into a deeper, mm-hmm. maybe theological point, because really, none of us is an island right. from a spiritual perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, we're joined um, as members of the body of Christ, right. as members of the church. You know, you could say that, you know, one, one title of the church is the mystical body of mm-hmm. Christ, mm-hmm. united in a way that's invisible, but very real. And St. John Paul II, who loved the rosary, he made it 
you know, very clear to show that the rosary is at its heart a Christocentric prayer because it's right. meditating on the mysteries of the life of Christ with Our Lady. So right. if you're praying the rosary well, you're going to be drawn deeper to a love for Christ and union with his body, the church. Right. Yeah, and the rosary also by that same fact, you know, in uniting you to Christ and drawing you into the mystery of Christ and his life is also drawing you into his body, the church. Mm-hmm. You know, so that the, the rosary confraternity sees ourselves not as just solitary individuals completely mm-hmm. separated praying to mm-hmm. our spiritual mother Mary, but right. also joined together mm-hmm. as 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 a body, um, right. praying praying together, praying for each other. Uh, and that's something that that is, is I think very beautiful. Sometimes people when they ask me to you know, they'll ask me, Father, what should I pray for? And I'll give them a name of someone mm-hmm. who recently is suffering or, you know, so, someone who has passed away. And I'll ask them, I said, well, what should I pray for for you? They says, oh, Father, there's a whole list. Right. <laughs> so I said, what if I just pray for the usual? God knows. It says, okay, yeah, just pray for the usual. Right. So I'll do that. But in a way, it's like for the confraternity, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to know what all the individual petitions right. are of the people right. in the confraternity, but yes. you're praying for them, and God yes. knows what they are. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I understand also that um, there's going to be a very special pilgrimage this this fall right. in Washington. Right. So looking ahead to Saturday, September 30th, uh, the our province, a number of entities in our province. So this is not just uh, the involvement of the confraternity. Um, there's a couple of other friars involved and uh, different subgroups, you could say, within our province sponsoring it. But it's uh, the Dominican Rosary Pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. And this is a, uh, we're hoping it becomes a first annual thing. And it's going to mm-hmm. be at the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C. And uh, I, I found out about this when I became the promoter of the rosary. So this was this was in the works, and now we've been promoting it over the last several work, uh, this last several months. Uh, but I've been working with Father John Paul Kern, who's the uh, director of our Dominican Foundation, which is the advancement wing of our mm-hmm. pro- of our province, and then also Father Patrick Briscoe, who's the editor in chief of our Sunday Visitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also been uh, one of the leaders spearheading this um, this project, and it's going to be a day long um, celebration at mm-hmm. the at the Basilica. Uh, to be focused on the rosary, to rejoice in the rosary, to pray the rosary. And so it's going to be uh, an all-day th- event at the Basilica. It's going to involve uh, a couple of talks. Uh, mm-hmm. Another friar, Father Gregory Pine, who some people may know from the podcast Godsplaining. Right. Uh, and he's uh, he's now coming back to the U.S. after finishing his doctorate. He's going to be teaching at the Dominican House of Studies. So he's going to be giving a couple of the talks that day mm-hmm. on the rosary. And then we're going to have adoration and confessions available and then uh, a group rosary uh, together. And then mm-hmm. we'll finish with uh, the vigil mass. I'm going to be the celebrant, Father James Brent from the Dominican House of Studies. He'll be the preacher for that mass. And the the hope is that this could just be a way to draw uh, more and more people into the rosary to come on this pilgrimage celebrating mm-hmm. the rosary and we uh we scheduled it on september 30th uh especially with that vigil mass to end it with this idea that this is a way to then launch us into the month of the rosary right because uh we're, we're doing the vigil mass for what's really sunday october 1st which is rosary sunday right rosary sunday is always the first 
uh, Sunday in October, and we have, um, of course, here at St. Patrick's, we have a wonderful celebration every year where we give roses to our parishioners, and that's a practice of giving of blessed roses of the confraternity that we do in our mm-hmm. parish. And so the, um, the Dominican Rosary pilgrimage will be a way to um, draw, you know, promoting the rosary, but then also drawing, um, you know, more people to, you know, to come on this pilgrimage in honor of Our Lady to help deepen their mm-hmm. devotion. And even in our, our conversations, we've been talking about, you know, well, you know, we're getting ready for the pilgrimage and that's coming up but what's what about what after you know what comes afterward right you know the hope is again this becomes an annual thing but we've already been talking about some ideas of ways to better promote the rosary you know Mm -hmm. as a way to follow from this pilgrimage so it should be a wonderful um day in washington on saturday september 30th we've been promoting it with a number of uh there's been a novena uh on the 30th of each month Mm-hmm. Uh, beginning in January, and I was actually going to read uh, our novena prayer okay. that we've been doing for that. Uh, so the Dominican Rosary Novena, the Dominican Rosary Pilgrimage Novena, our prayer is, God our Father, we thank you for the gift of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we are adopted as your beloved sons and daughters. At Pentecost, you poured out the Holy Spirit upon Our Lady and the Apostles while they were at prayer. Pour out that same Holy Spirit upon us as we meditate upon the mysteries of Christ contained in the most holy rosary. Enlighten our faith, strengthen our hope, and set us ablaze with love for you and our neighbor. Graciously grant us St. Dominic's own zeal for the salvation of souls. Bless the Dominican rosary pilgrimage. May it lead many souls to Jesus through Mary, so that we may know you and your saving power now and for all eternity. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lady of the Rosary, pray for us. St. Dominic, pray, pray for, for us. us. And uh, that's been our novena prayer on the uh, 30th of each month. Mm-hmm. So we've had, um, we've now had five, uh, five months of, uh, of that novena. Mm-hmm. And uh, we uh, are continuing. And actually, the Dominican Rosary pilgrimage has been putting out a video each month on the 30th okay. of different friars talking about a different aspect of the rosary, uh, maybe specific to the month. So I was actually... Uh, I did uh, the, the video for March where I talked about the role of St. Joseph oh, in the rosary nice. in the month dedicated to St. Joseph. So you could go back and see the video series and sign up for them uh, to keep getting that uh, new video on the 30th of the month. So uh, what if was you actually, the website again? So if you go to, if for this, if you go to www.rosarypilgrimage.org. Rosarypilgrimage.org. Right. So that's for the pilgrimage. That's not okay. to sign up for the confraternity. So right. okay. don't want to, yeah. you know, but there's uh, two websites that I've given you today. The one for the confraternity, one for the pilgrimage. Or you, could, you, you could just search Dominican Rosary Pilgrimage and... Right, and, and that's where up. the videos are. Yes, the videos, the and then there's also some frequently asked questions, some updates about about the pilgrimage. It has the schedule of events uh, for that day in Washington. Okay. Yeah, and I think pilgrimages can be great chances for people to mm-hmm. um, really take some time apart because it just takes time to travel, mm-hmm. you know, and and you're you're getting out of your normal uh, routine, right? You know. Uh, and, and because it's in the U.S., you don't have to necessarily travel overseas. It's not going to cost right. you a few thousand dollars, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be just a matter of getting in your car or, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, or getting on a bus or right. however that works out. But, but just that, that time to, to take some time out of your schedule mm-hmm. 
you know, and to, uh, to give that time to God, right. the travel time while you're praying. Sometimes people, when they go to pilgrimage, they'll, they'll bring prayer petitions with right. them. Right. Their own needs or and others. There, there's something about the rosary as a very pilgrimage prayer, because in a way mm-hmm. you're going through, you know, the life of Christ. So you could think about, too, like maybe you can't make a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. Right. But you can meditate on all these different events in the life of Christ, you know, where those who go to the Holy Land, they go to these sites, you can in a way enter into that mystery by meditating on the rosary. I know a lot of people love to do, you know, a rosary walk, you know, where it's, if it's a beautiful day, take your rosary, pray as you're walking. And I mean, a few weeks ago, and we had our Fatima procession with the, mm-hmm. uh, but with Holy Family Church and here at St. Patrick's, we prayed the all. Well, you had to lead all twenty decades right. for, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> through right. the streets of Columbus. So. Yeah, yeah. And then when you get to the National Shrine of the Immaculate mm-hmm. Conception, it is a very mm-hmm. beautiful church. And it, in, in addition to the main, there's there's the main nave a, right. above the main upper church, which is huge. Mm-hmm. And then there's the crib church below, but all the other parts of the shrine are basically dedicated to little chapels of right. Our Lady. Each chapel is dedicated to a different title of Our Lady, yes. often from a different place in the world or a right. different nationality or a different Or continent. a different religious order, like the or chapel of Our Lady order. of the Rosary was a gift of the Dominican order. Right, and so there you have, a, in that chapel, you'll see Mary and Our Lady at St. Dominic mm-hmm. and St. Catherine, right. you know, images of them, but... But the but the shrine really you could just make up just walking within the shrine yes. is a pilgrimage all of its own. You right. can find an image of Our Lady that kind of speaks to your mind or your heart or your soul, mm-hmm. you know, because of your devotion to that title of Our Lady, or just that that depiction of her in art. Um, one of the beautiful things about Our Lady is that she because she's 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 human. She's our own. She's of our own nature, but but as she's appeared in different um, appearances and apparitions through through the ages, mm-hmm. she she doesn't only come to just one person, right. one group of people. She comes to Guadalupe, to the mm-hmm. people there. She comes to Lourdes in France, Fatima. Mm-hmm. So I encourage you to to go to th- consider the Conventory of the Holy Rosary and the. Dominican Rosary Pilgrimage. Could you give those websites one more time? Right. So if you are interested in knowing more about the confraternity and like to enroll, that's www.rosaryconfraternity.org. And then information about this September's pilgrimage, that's www.rosarypilgrimage.org. So rosaryconfraternity.org, rosarypilgrimage.org. Thank you for joining us today for the Dominican Dimensions. My name is Father Stephen Alcott. I'm a friar at St. Patrick Priory in Columbus, and I've been joined today by Father Paul Marich. Let's end with a prayer invoking the intercession of our holy founder, St. Dominic. O light of the church, teacher of truth, rose of patience, ivory of chastity, freely you have poured forth the waters of wisdom, creature of grace, unite us with the blessed. Amen. Dominican Dimensions is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Dominican Dimensions and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com.